This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello chickens, we're nearly up to the end of our week of reliving season 12. Chickens, fabulous Adam Richard here. Welcome to my theories. Uh, let's get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Adam has sent me a message saying, thanks for putting me on the podcast anytime, Adam. You're more than welcome. Um... He said, so, trial of a time, Lord. I love this idea if we're reviewing that. Yes, we're going into it with both feet starting next week. Uh, He says, the big connection is the first time I ever saw Chris Chibnall was an extra on the trial of a time, Lord DVD. Yes, he's in that little roundtable BBC thing uh, in which he railed at poor Pip and Jane Baker for the crapness of the story, which uh, Adam disputes. Um, what if his plan all along was to become a TV writer so he could become the showrunner of the Doctor Who, of, become the showrunner of Doctor Who, so he could do Trial of a Time Lord the way he wanted? That's my theory. <laughs> Thank you for the promise of an Adam Richard Trial of a Time Lord podcast. Oh, it's worse than a promise. It's a threat, Adam. <laughs> I do love this theory. Uh, this is this is going to make it fun. So uh, I hope you've been watching uh, Trial of a Time Lord. Uh, there are links at adamrichard.com.au if you don't know where to find it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. We are going to have some very silly times. So please send me your theories immediately because I might end up doing all of the episodes in one day because, you know, they're only 10 minutes. Um... <laughs> So, look, we've got many, 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 many theories here to get through. Uh, 
Penelope said, I know there were some blatant faults with this episode, being the timeless children. Uh, we're still talking about that. It's been two weeks. Um, but when there was the possibility that the Doctor may truly perish, I was taken back to the years before the internet where surprises were genuine, and in particular John Pertwee's death scene. Oh, that was the first one I ever saw. Uh, and the possibility that this truly could be the end. And just for that instant, I had my heart in my mouth wondering if this was a finite master conquering death of the Doctor. Have not had that feeling for decades. Oh, Penelope, that's lovely to hear. It is kind of hard to watch the show when there is so much out there on the internet. And, you know, this is one of those things that you know, I think the reason that this episode has been so shocking to so many people is because it was no one saw it coming. And that is what I've always loved about Doctor Who. Doctor Who is constantly surprising me. And it's obviously surprised a lot of people, but they're just not happy with it. Uh, Mark says, I enjoyed it. The story was interesting and a kind of cool story about the lonely child. Jodie has been enjoyable and brought her own quirks to the role, though the companions are just not utilised well. Yeah, they. although Yaz got to... They all dressed up as Cybermen and Yaz went storming into the... The breach. Uh, I think she's going to stick around uh, if ever if no one else does, because she seems it seems like they're writing her to be a really big, powerful, you know, companion. Um, I know it's all about the Doctor, but with Rose, Donna, and everyone over the year to bounce off and interact with these companions feel hollow. I think it's because there's three of them and they've stretched a little thin. Like it's you're trying to give you know lots of agency to three different people, and you end up not giving any to anyone. Um, the Master has just been hammy. That's saying something this season. I've not enjoyed this version. Oh, that's sad, Mark. I really enjoyed Sasha Dewan's version of The Master. I I mean, it, it it is a little... Like, since The Master's come back, it it kind of... He's always been a bit over the top, or she. Missy was very over the top and silly. Um, but it does make sense of some of The Master's more ridiculous plans from the classic series. Like, he's technically insane. <laughs> like, the plans never make sense. Uh, you know what I did like this episode? And I know a lot of people have been complaining that the lone Cyberman seemed to end up as nothing and it's like, you know, it was going towards something. It's like, yeah, that that's what happens. Like, the lone Cyberman was like going, I'm doing this and this is happening and then the Master just went, eh, I'm done with you. Shrink. Uh, and it makes the Master so much more powerful than, than we previously thought because it's like, oh, we thought this was the big bad. We thought, you know, the lone Cyberman with his half-human face was the big scary thing and the Master's gone, oh, no. I'm going to kill you, I'm taking out your Siberium, and I'm going to be four times worse. I did love when the doctor said, oh, you look a bit peaky. Because <laughs> he's gone a bit silver from the Siberium being inside him. <laughs> and it was like a weird silver sheen that he had on his skin. It was very peculiar. Um, Natalie also did not like the Master. To me, the revelation made sense, but I've got to say, not a fan of the Master being just flat out awful. I always liked there being a certain something between him and the Doctor. Yeah, but he's in a mood because the Doctor's now part of him. He's It's made him even crazier. Uh, Holly says, my one theory from the finale was that during Graham's heart-to-heart with Yaz, I thought he was a goner. It did seem that, like the kind of speech that incidental characters make before they get killed off on this show. 
Um, Holly says, when the doctor was preparing to sacrifice herself, I thought he was going to reveal that his cancer was back and untreatable and sacrifice himself in her place. Oh, and it didn't happen. And aren't we pleased about that? I'm kind of glad because I love Graham. Although, poor Bajo is going to be furious. Uh, Maddie says, the master's latest tissue compression eliminator looks like a vape. <laughs> Leave that lying around. A lot of hipsters could come to grief. Not just hipsters. Everyone seems to be vaping now. It's like all over the place. Um, overall, I liked this episode. Most questions answered satisfactorily. Only uh, a bit I'm still confused with is why Brendan was impervious to the bullet and why the boss has come to wipe his memory and look like young versions of his dad and ex-boss. That's the chicken thing. That was just overlaid memories. They That really didn't happen. That was just... That was what was going on with the doctor having her memory wiped to become a child again uh, and grow up from the beginning. Uh, that was, yeah, like Gat and the division and all that stuff. And the falling off the cliff and not, the bullet not hurting him, that was the doctor's first regeneration on Gallifrey after coming through that rift from who knows where. Isn't that an exciting thing? Um, uh, Damo says, I like that it gives a reason for why the Doctor stole the TARDIS and ran from Gallifrey in the first place. Might have got sick of the mind wipes. Also restores the mystery of who the Doctor is. Even she doesn't know. Yeah, and I also feel like it it makes her, like, such an outsider. Like, of course, the original William Hartnell Doctor stole the TARDIS. Because it's like, I don't belong here. I'm not one of these people. But didn't know why he felt like that at the time because it's buried deep inside like all those memories have been you know completely erased it's uh, oh it's very very exciting rodney says i'm not sure what i enjoyed more the episode or the reaction of butthurt hoovians oh people who are upset you can't make fun of them they're sad um who last season winched that chibnall wasn't bold and daring enough and now whinge about him changing everything <laughs> Well, that is true. Be careful what you wish for, uh, as the old fable goes, because uh, you'll get it and then you'll hate it. Um, <laughs> secondly, the Doctor's prison looks like the Sharda prison. Oh, although is Sharda canon? Because it was never finished. I don't know. Um, thirdly, is it wrong to be happy that you are wrong about Ruth not appearing? No, it's that's a good thing. I was glad that she turned up, although technically... Technically, I was right. She was a memory of Ruth, the Ruth Doctor. She wasn't really Ruth. Like, it was... Yeah, we didn't really see her turn up, but it was just, you know... It was an explanation of her, which I'm happy about, uh, but it wasn't her. So, technically, I was right. <laughs> but also, technically, I was wrong. I'm. This is the other thing. I love being wrong about my theories. I am mad for being wrong about a theory, because otherwise... What's the point of having a theory? If all your theories are correct, then the show is boring. Um, Ali says, I have a theory. Yay! I'm not the only one. Uh, the reason they capped the Time Lords at 12 regenerations was that the scientist who discovered the timeless child observed problems after that many. Oh, that's a good theory. Too many fragments of memories from so many lives left them unstable, which is why they memory wiped the Doctor after each 12th regeneration. That is an interesting thing. It could have been any number from a point of view of keeping the secret. When the Matt Smith Doctor regenerated, the Time Lords made a pretty light show, so it seemed like they were doing something, but he would have regenerated anyway. They just didn't want him to know that. Oh, those sneaky Time Lords. The reason the instability didn't fully manifest till Jodie is that Doctor Ten had a twofer. 
Two regenerations, but only one personality. So all the actions that seem undoctor-like, the uncertainty, the mistakes, are her mind unraveling after too many lives without a memory reboot. <gasps> oh my God, is that what we're facing? That would be an interesting thing. Like, I have to go through this mind wipe and become an entirely new person, and I don't want to. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. But still the doctor and a new doctor, and oh, that I like that theory, Ali. Uh, by the way, I don't think you're out of your tiny mind. Thank you. Uh, I also had the thought that the Doctor might be a super evolved human or at least part human, keeping in mind the half-human rumours that had come up before. Yes, well, it was in the, the, the telly movie, the Paul McGann one. It would explain why the human race has always been their favourite species. Hmm, excellent. Uh, one more theory tomorrow and then we are heading into... The Trial of a Time Lord next week. I hope you've been watching. Uh, please, uh, I need all your theories. At Adam Richard on Instagram and Twitter. Fabulous Adam Richard on Facebook. Theory at adamrichard.com.au is my email address. I would love to hear from you. Please send me all of your Trial of a Time Lord theories immediately. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 